Plan A. This is uh, this is Teen hosting this week. Uh, Adam's with me on this pleasant Saturday uh, late afternoon. What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, and Kyle. Hey. It's been a while, man. Good to be back. Yeah, I mean, I I watch your your guys's uh, RAW stream, and oh, thanks, you guys man. have been doing appreciate really it. really fun stuff yeah, on much that. Much appreciated. And we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I feel like this is a continuation of that. We're just doing it on <laughs> no, exactly. Have you guys over to our place? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it's a Saturday afternoon. I don't really have much going on until later. Um, and I thought that a topic that because, like, you know, last last time the three of us plus uh, Philip we were on a podcast talking about kids, and it's like so <laughs> it's weird, man. You know, this is a topic that I think sets a lot of people off one way or another. And someone got like super mad at us, oh, really yeah. about that pot. Yeah, like super Parenting. fucking mad, man. Yeah. Came into the Discord. Tell me more and, about like, that. Okay, so this who, I don't know this person, but this person was a Patreon supporter was. and was in the Discord. Was uh, and came in and said that they were disgusted by the, this person. I assume was a guy. I don't know. Sure, um, was a father and was disgusted by the podcast. Said four childless people. Four childless men presume to talk about being a parent. This is like listening to white people talk about being Asian. And I was like, "Excuse me, what are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, the, scope it, the of whole our conversation thing... to like our realm of knowledge and expertise." Also, I was like, "Did you actually listen to the podcast?" Yeah, because exactly. it was we, it was four people. One of us is about to be a father, mm-hmm. right, Philip? And the whole point of it was to talk about that experience about getting ready to become a father. And I think a lot of what we were saying was very sympathetic and supportive oh, 100%. of parents. And we did not presume to know much about parenting. We were just talking about the, the, the thought process behind, right. you know, uh, whether the thought, the feelings that we had about parenting and why, why we chose either to do it or not to do it or yeah. on the fence or whatever. Right. Well, and this guy was like disgusted that we would even attempt to talk about this. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, this is a very divisive issue." Because I said, "Dude, I'm not sure. I don't know what we said that set you off or whatever." But first of all, I find that totally inappropriate to just say that this is like white people talking about being Asian. <laughs> <This is> totally <laughs> no. not, totally not the same. Different. But I was like, "I'm curious what it is that we said that set you off so much." And yeah. well, the the answer was I didn't really listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> just seeing so, the title and uh, the premise itself. Made yeah. him assume what him was off. in there and was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would do that. Yeah. Now, I'm not look, look, I'm not saying this to shit on this particular person. I was very angry because, like, you know, some other things were said. Um, But the point is that it is a very touchy topic, I find. So, yeah, I thought, fuck it. Let's keep going. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep yeah, going. Why not? Because uh, apparently it's all over the news, right? So I sent you guys a few links, which I'm sure yeah. you saw. Yep. Right. Um, and I feel like we should start. Uh, we don't have to discuss the article, but there was an article. There was an op-ed by Hawan Jung, and she's sort of like it sounds like she's a, a writer in Korea who sort of covers South Korea's Me Too movement. 
And the title of it is Women in South Korea are on strike against being, quote, baby making machines. And it's uh, this, you know, just one of like several articles I've seen in the media remarking upon this fact, which I find very not surprising, but like like I sort of knew the fertility rate was low in Korea, in South Korea, but I didn't know it was that low. It's the lowest in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like below one. It's below yeah, it's one. actually around like, like point nine eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which is a, I don't know what how to describe that other than, um, I don't like some people call it disastrous, some people call it calamitous. You know, <laughs> some people call it we're on strike. We're no longer yeah. making babies. We're on strike until improve uh, conditions improve for women. Yeah, but it is shocking to me that South Korea of all places, which. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't. It's, it's actually just not. To me. It's not that surprising to me. Why is that? Um, I think that what you know, Hawan Young uh, describes, and I think just from what I've heard of from other just Korean people that I know in my family and 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 other people. Sure. I think it's it. There is a. There's a. There. It's very. It's much more patriarchal than I think they would like people to think and they ha- they haven't made as much progress in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm not surprised when I read this article and hear that, like there's a large movement of, of women who are basically well, going on strike. But let's dig into this a little bit, right? Because if, if, if you're saying Korean traditional culture is very patriarchal, yeah. Uh, then how come it's, why is it happening now? Well, I think they've they've made some liberal, well, quote unquote, liberal progress in that that women are are working and are expected to work. Sure, but if you have a two if you have a two career household, right? Both people work. It's the the amount of work that the that women are are expected to do is a lot worse than even in America, right? In America, they even though that a lot of people complain. There has been sort of a change, right? And in a lot of other countries, I think in Korea it's still a lot worse or a lot different. So, um, and there's a lot of like jobs, like blatant job discrimination. Like people will get fired, like women will get fired if they if they get married and say they're going to have kids, they'll just get fired. Mm. Um, so I, they're not making it very easy, and um, I'm not surprised. I, I didn't think it was going to be that low, like literally below one. So, but. so, so it sounds like what you're saying is that the tra- that like sort of the modern the modernizations that have happened in yeah. Korea, I guess, really soul, right? Like, is like sort of the hot, pretty much, yeah, right. We're talking about life and soul, right? Yeah, but that's like almost fifty percent of the country. Fifty percent of the country, almost, right? Or like 40 percent of the country lives in the Seoul metro. Yeah. Right? But that it's it's just not the maybe like some of the traditional patriarchal, um, no, like the expectations of women have not adapted no, to yeah. the sort of like n- sort of new realities of like living in a big city in exactly. the modern world. Exactly, and, and the, so the, cost of the employers don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't care about the birth rate. They care no. about their bottom line. So exactly. they're like, yeah. they're going to be like Mike Bloomberg. Kill it is what he said. Yeah. Um, they don't give a shit. There's no like paid time off, you know, maternity leave, paternity leave. Um, it, uh, yeah. So yes, there. I mean, I heard the government is trying to 
ameliorate this to an they extent, are but right? it's like but it's not enough they're giving people like 600 700 dollars a year <laughs> right you know it's yeah. that's nothing that's nothing yeah that's, that's, uh so they're they're trying but they're they're not like they say they've spent like billions of dollars on this um over like the last couple of a few decades um i don't know what they're spending it on because they're obviously not giving it to the people so they can like work like they're I don't know, advertisement and trying to like cajole people into having kids. Like, yeah, know. like administrative overhead for think tanks yeah. trying to come up with ideas, but not implementing anything. Yeah, this, There seems to be the, the, the issue I had with this article, not the issue, but like what I thought was missing from it, uh, which I guess is not an issue. I mean, to say something's not missing from an article is not really a knock on the article because it's not meant to cover everything. Right. But the thing that I felt was sure. missing uh was like whether korean men or men in general because i mean i mean south korea is just like sort of like the the most extreme example of this drop in fertility but it's well documented right. all around the world including the united states which is below well below 2.1 yeah mm-hmm. and i'm sure if you if you if you control like for you know uh people living in big cities like high cost of living areas i'm sure it's it's probably like korea much lower. Like yeah. if you look at Manhattan or like New York City, I'm sure it's quite low compared to um, the rest of America at large. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Yeah. And this article saying like, okay, well, women are sort of on baby making strike. Uh, their word, her word, not mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Her fra- her phrasing, not mine. But I don't know. Like, what about the the men? Right. Because I think. It's easy. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say that like it kind of takes two to tango to make a baby, but I so so it's maybe like logically easier to infer that a woman can just say no to I don't want a baby and that that's it, and you have all these men that are like, wait, but you should be pregnant and should have a kid. I want to be a father, but I feel like that's not really happening either. No, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think I think men are on baby making strike. Well, yeah, (laughs) there (laughs) too. You know, if you want to put it in those terms, yeah. but I also think like some of the, the some of the the economic realities that are are, are exacerbating the, the women deciding not to to um, get pregnant or even get married. Right? It's not just the baby making strike; it's like the not getting married strike either. Um, is that men, you know men also have a lot of pressure, right? Right? They're working crazy hours and like they, maybe they don't have any time to do anything else other than work and like go to sleep. I have no idea. But like they're people complain about how like how much Americans work like Japanese and Koreans work a lot. Right. So I think there's yeah, the, cul- the, the corporate culture there, the work culture is even more yeah. intense than in the United States by right. far. Absolutely. I've had friends that have worked in both pl- in both in the United States and in, in Asia and all of them uniformly say Asia's way more fucking hard driving. Yeah. And we, we already are a pretty hard driving country. So mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I lived through that because the first corporation that I worked for after college was a subsidiary of Toyota. And the Mm. disadvantage that I had is looking Asian plus knowing Japanese put me under Japanese expectations. So at minimum, I was working 65 hours a week. So 65 to 80, sometimes even 90 hours a week. During Wait, while while everyone else that wasn't Japanese passing like you, yeah, I mean, all the Japanese uh, was, people were free to work like, 40. working that many hours. 
but anyone who is like a Western like accountant or salesperson or something, they were just working straight 40. They didn't need to be on the overseas conference calls. So, mm, yeah, that crazy. work culture is rough. So. Yeah, the work culture is rough. And look, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I guess I'm coming from it from the, from the perspective of a lazy Westerner because we, we're having the same issues over here, right? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that um, uh, it, it's too easy to be like, this is dysfunction and everyone's doing this because they're all stressed out and burned out and they don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. But part of it is also just like, they've made single life an extended adolescence very easy and almost they're encouraging it to very extent. easy that's true and there's just a lot of like entertainment options and there's just a lot of shit there's a lot of travel you can do right there's a lot, a lot of, of restaurants and video shit. games yeah. are so Think- cheap these days video cool. games i can withdraw into digital narcotics um and avoid sort of growing up like we can all peter pan ourselves these days yep and i'm i'm guilty of this i'm not i'm not leveling this right. as a critique of others like what's wrong with all these people i'm like i totally get it yeah life is yeah, yeah. fucking fun right now yeah. you know that's that's the other thing life is fun these are habits and vices that i need to adjust if i expect to transition into parenthood because i definitely like the combination of smoking weed and playing video games and having something streaming as a show in the background at the same time and exactly. you can't be doing that when you're taking care of a sick no. child so or taking care of a child, period. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, and it's a hard decision to make um, to to uh, voluntarily take on that kind of responsibility, especially when parents, uh, uh, existing parents, including our own parents, mm-hmm. tell us it's hard as shit. Right. They're like, you were a pain in the ass when you were a kid. Yep. I hated it. You ruined my life for 10 years. Right, right. And then my current my current friends, you know, almost I'm I'm the I'm the lone holdout. Um, among my normie friends, you know, you guys are my friends, but I'm I'm saying my um hometown friends, and all they ever talk about amongst each other is how fucking hard it is. And uh, I'm not really picking up a lot of. Yeah, I'm gonna follow them into those woods vibes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like all the benefits come from going through the entire 18 year plus experience and reflecting on the growth and sentimental times you had in retrospect. It's never about how difficult things are in the moment and how good that feels right then and there as you're doing it. (laughs) So I want to have that ability to be nostalgic and sentimental about all the things that happened without having to suffer like that every day for X number of years. Well, you say that because you know it's impossible. (laughs) You got to go through it. Yeah. I mean, I will say this, like, I I do think I don't I hate taking this like self-indulgent, like, ha ha ha. Life is so easy and cool without kids. You know, Um, I think if I look at my parent, my father friends, they're all like really they have really good, healthy lifestyles and strong work ethics. And they're super they're just like mature Mm. and they embody like sort of adult malehood, adult manhood more in in some ways much more than i do because i can get up whenever i want i can do whatever the fuck i want it doesn't matter Uh, yeah i don't have a schedule i I think it's almost impossible to get to that point without having a kid it's harder i don't know if it's impossible but i think it's harder i mean i think it's much harder yeah i think it's much harder because there's no external there's nothing forcing you to do it that's yeah there's no external human being that that needs you Every father yeah. I know is a morning person because their child is a morning person. Yes. And their yeah. child is like at 536 is like, get up, ready to start my day. 
And the fathers are like, all right, I guess I'm getting up. I'm not, you know, like, I, yeah, I got to so get you gonna started. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, and by the time they're going to work, they've been up for two and a half hours. They're at their, you know, I'm just like getting my coffee in me. So. Yeah. I take that approach. It's like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to look at this fertility thing. And I'm like, you I know, also think there's just too much. They're looking at it too much as like, like, it's just all just frustrated people unable to do this. I'm unable to do that. No, I think a not. lot of it is yeah. people consciously going like both men and women just going like there's other shit I want to do. That's why I think calling it a fertility problem is sort of a misnomer, mm, right? True. Because for true. it's not fertility. It for, fertility yeah, is not the issue. I think I mean there might be if they if they sort of try to isolate and study actual sort of fertility or like the ability of people to have children you know you know medically but this to me this is more of like a, a birth cry i don't know like a child crisis or a, i don't know what to call it but it's not a fertility crisis yeah a desire to have children crisis right but that's not <laughs> that's not very doesn't really roll off the tongue yeah right? aren't there like pejoratives in um in like a- asia about you know these Adults who, young adults usually, who really have no interest in doing the traditional family life thing. Like oh, parasite. they definitely have to be. Remember in Japan, they called them like parasite singles? Yeah, parasite singles. Yeah, something like that. And then in Korea, I think they call some of the girls like uh, uh, denjong, denjong girls, like dojang, dojang uh, like girls who eat soybean paste so they, so they can save oh. money. Oh. So to buy like expensive bags or mm. something that was in one of the articles I saw. Yeah, I'm... there's like this 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 like sort of like condescending and f- like feeling towards adults who won't get their shit together and like you know start a family and, and do the proper thing. I mean, I think you know I mean? there's sort of an expectation everywhere for adults to eventually get married and have children, but I think. That sentiment is even stronger in East Asia. Confucianism and just the idea of marriage and children being rites of passage to adulthood itself. And yet, that's where we're seeing the, the quote, the fertility rate the drop it, yeah. the, the fastest. Yeah, yeah. You know? And here's the thing. Everyone's always saying that it's the result of some, like, brutal, oppressive culture or whatever. Yeah. You know, which is what that article saying. And I and Adam, I totally think, you know, I've met Korean women who have told me that they fucking hate it there. Yeah. That they came here because they hated the culture there. They the drinking culture, the nightlife culture, they got sick of it. You know, okay. I'm not denying that any of that exists. But I'm just saying there's another side to Asia, which is it's fucking fun. Mm-hmm. There's so much shit to do in Asia. You know what yeah. I mean? There's so yeah. much shit to do. And uh, just, just like, just walking on the street is like ten times more exciting than any street in America. And um, there's just loads of places to go. Imagine someone was talking about like how boring Singapore is, and the response was like, "Yeah, maybe, but think about how quickly you can get to like anywhere, you know, with an eighty dollar plane ticket." Yeah, that's true. Anywhere and how many in places Asia. you yeah. go? All of you know, you can go to anywhere in Southeast Asia. Um, and it's like us flying to 
you know, fucking Chicago, maybe, you know, like, I don't even know if you can get to Chicago for 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Not even on spirit. You can get a Bethesda. You can go to spirit, but you can't wear any clothes. You got to go on naked and <laughs> right, in cargo, right. in the cargo. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you've got to fit in the overhead compartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, sir, sir, you're too large. We're gonna have to yeah. check you in. <laughs> there's no, there's no fee to, to, but you're going in the cargo bin, so you're too large. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that. That I think that's yes. I mean there are other reasons than just sort of a, a suffocating traditional culture. I, I, I definitely think that there's a lot to do. I mean, people can sort of do everything. There, you know, people look at it. They're like, well, why do I want to wait until after my kids are grown and I'm retired? to travel and do all these things when I could just do it now. Yeah. Right. Cause like, you know, people are making, you know, even if you don't have the best paying job, you can probably save up for a vacation every, every year. Right. And if you're single or, you, you know, even if you're dating, but you're not, don't have any kids, you can go whenever you want. There's like no particular time of year you have to go, you know, there's no one you have to take care of. Like, so yeah, that's I, probably a factor too. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think it's, uh, it's interesting because when it comes to this topic, I feel like everyone's talking about it as if it's a phenomenon that's happening uh, away from me. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'm like, but we're part of the fu- because, like, yeah. everyone's sitting around going, like, why is the fertility rate going down? I'm like, but it's going down because you're not having kids, <laughs> right? And I'm you're not having it. kids. <laughs> right. Right. Like we're yeah. sitting here talking about it, but we are all it. contributors. Hell yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so it's just interesting to me because like nobody wants to take responsibility for this. But it, but it is like by definition, you know, like everyone's fault yeah. <laughs> because, you know, everyone can only contribute to it or not contribute to it to like their like per capita ratio of the of the population. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone's equally responsible, but everyone's talking about it as if it's like sort of not someone else's problem, someone else's yeah. fault or something else's fault. Yeah. But I'm I'm very but that see that's that's the thing I'm trying to get away from is like I'm thinking like well what, how come I don't want to have kids because I I think yeah. I'm a affirm, I'm affirmatively in the in the uh, what is it called the I'm not an antinatalist I love it when people have kids I just don't want my own I like I, I I like other people's kids enough where I'm like I'm happy playing with other people's kids including my own nephews but it doesn't give me a strong sense of like I want mine I want my own. Your emotional needs are more easily fulfilled than the type of people that actively want to be parents. Well, no, it's not. It's it's not that my needs are fulfilled by their kids. It's that my interest in kids is fulfilled by seeing their kids. Mm. And I realize my interest in kids is not that high. And I think part of it, honestly, I know this is going to sound like pretty stupid, but fuck it. I mean, the, the whole point of this pod is to sound as stupid as possible. We're already here. Okay, a lot of that shit gets sublimated onto my wife. So like we just we're we're kind of a childish couple. And so we have a lot of childish fun together. We're not like I don't know, compared to honestly, compared to a lot of my parent friend couples, we're a lot less serious mm. in our interactions because they got serious they got a lot more serious shit to do. They gotta fund their five two nine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. They've got all sorts of fucking school districting issues to sort out real estate problems oh man yeah. they've got they've got lessons they've got tryouts they've got all the i don't care about any of that stuff and so we just have um a more childish relationship to be honest 
And so I get my I get my dose of childishness firsthand. It sounds like fun though. It sounds so stupid. It is fun, but it's so stupid. Like I it's coming out coming out of my mouth. It sounds really dumb. I am that is actually you get it? I do. Okay. I get it. I mean it's yeah. I mean we're just not we don't have to be very business like. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a couple there's a lightness and like an effortless sincerity to it. Okay, yes. All right. Now here's my point is that is what I thought parenting should be like. Oh no, no. I, I well, no. What I'm saying is, I know it's not that way. Right, right. I agree. And I think when you say no, 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 you mean that's not what it is. Yeah. But I think that that's what it's supposed to be. I don't think it's supposed to be super business like. I think it's supposed to be fucking fun. <laughs> you know, like. No, I, I so, think so too. I guess. Uh, you know, aside from concerns of actual physical safety, sickness, and death things like that, I guess when I look back in time and think about the social arrangements of everyone was in a village and everyone in the village knows each other and helps each other out with their kids, Mm -hmm. that sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Having, like, knowing everyone that's around you, uh, contributing to their family, them contributing to yours. Like, that sounds like my platonic ideal of a place or society that I want to live in. Yes, I think so. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that, but that doesn't mean that it's a fun activity or it's like a lighthearted activity. Parenting? Right? Yeah. Like I think that. it should be more lighthearted than it is. I think it I think that there are aspects of modern parenting that are way too fucking serious. And I no, I get I'm not saying that people are making mistakes by being serious. I'm saying that they're forced to be given the conditions. Right. No, okay. Yeah. That's my point. And and so I'm not faulting parents. I'm faulting the conditions that are just putting way enormous amounts of pressure, financial, mm. social pressure class pressures on people that kind of kill the joy yeah i think when you say class pressure in particular i think that's a realm where i especially see a lot of stress and joylessness that i feel like at the end of the day is unnecessary if it weren't for the pressures and discourse about like job opportunities and economic mobility well yeah i mean certainly yeah there's a lot of modern day pressures about how you have to get into the right fucking preschool. Yeah. Right. It's like every school tier. But Adam, you seem right. more skeptical of this notion. I'm skeptical of it yep. because I think that certainly this the modern... This is why video is great because I can see the skepticism <laughs> in his face. He's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how was that emoji? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I mean, modern life has its own complexities, right? Own serious, um, serious aspects. And, and I definitely think that a lot of it is contrived and it wasn't always there, right? It feels like it's always been there because sort of we're, we're living in the, that present. And I certainly think there's definitely room for joy and, and, and lightheartedness and, 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 you know, fun in, in a family and being a parent. But I think that idea is, I don't know, I think like back in the day, like when we were farmers or hunter gatherers or living in small villages, like, there were other concerns that were very serious concerns. Like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know of what course. I mean? So like, like starving to death and being mauled by starving a bear. to death, being yeah, mauled by sure. animals, protecting yeah. yourself from the other village down the river that was trying to yeah. you know attack you. Sure, uh, sickness, uh, yes. you know the elements, all this stuff. Like it, life was a lot harder. So I think it, you know it, it was serious in that sense. But of course, I think humans have always found room for joy. But I think that there's and and maybe my skepticism is because I'm I'm sort of I'm sort of against this idea that like parents should be their uh, 
their children's friend. And I think that that's a very like modern American upper middle class sort of idea. And it leads to a lot of problems in raising children who never really um, learn any, you know, don't mature really um, or don't become self-sufficient. So I think I'm probably mixing that idea, but I'm just... I think parenting should be a serious endeavor. Um, you should take it seriously. I think a lot of the stuff that gives stress to parents these days um, isn't necessary. Um, like the stuff that, you know, all the school stuff that we go crazy about and um, all the activities that we need to, you know, kids always have to be programmed with all this these activities they have to do. Um but yeah, maybe you're right. I well, mean, maybe I mean we're engaging a little bit of uh, hippy dippy sort of uh, over. It's always easy to say in the hunter gatherer days, and then you know talk about it as if it were Eden, right? That that I think is a yeah. Mistake. I always try to. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it is a mistake. But I think okay, maybe another way to frame it because I hear what you're saying. I think another way to frame it uh, is like it just seems like it's not raising a child is not a very communal thing anymore. It's a yes, very, I would, hype, yeah, it's like a hundred percent. One thing I have noticed is like when people have kids, their, their doors become locked mm-hmm. and you don't really like yeah. there's an, there's a segregation that happens among people once they have, once everyone's raising kids. Um, I'll agree with. Yes. And these days, for example, I'll notice this um, compared, to, at least compared to when I was growing up. And I don't know if this was unique to like the community I grew up in or whatever. People don't really have guests anymore. Mm. Yeah, like you, you meet outside, even though people are living in houses that are two, three times bigger than what they grew up right, in. Right, right. And they have, you know, probably when their real estate agent showed them, they're like, "Oh, this is a great entertaining. This is a great room for entertaining people." And no one or entertains. Whatever. They don't actually do it. And yeah. when the few times you do go over to their house, you know, the, the that room is completely taken over by the kids or whatever. And there's no, there really is not much. Like I, there are people who. And I've said this to me. They're like, "Yeah, I've never seen the inside of his house," <laughs> you know. And they're like really good friends. Uh, and yeah, it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I think that's changed because growing up, I definitely I had a lot of play dates. I would see you know my friends' homes, um, my parents would have dinner parties. You know, um, I had to get comfortable with sort of that environment, right? Being around adults, you know being a kid around adults when they're sort of socializing, right? It's not about me at that moment. Um, and then the, sometimes the kids would come along, we'd all play, right? So like, yeah, maybe that's not happening anymore. I guess you're saying it because I don't have that many parent friends, but I guess you're saying that they don't really do that kind of thing. Less, I, I feel like it's less. I don't know. I mean, it's all anecdotal. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of it is just like, you know, I've, I've had to deal with this in my own family. You know, I've talked about like the the degree to which like it was really really hard to just even convene my my sister mm-hmm. uh, to like holidays with you know the grandparents, right? Yeah. Um, my my nephew's grandparents. Um, because because and then I I talked to them about it and they were just like, dude, we're just we're all over the place. They're like, we're I'm driving to Tennessee for a regatta for the kids. You know, they do crew. Um, they're just like super fucking busy. They got a calendar. Every weekend is just loaded with I'm activities. They're programmed, right? Yeah. No, like kids are kid. The kids are busier than like executives. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, and- their weekends aren't even free. 
it's a philosophy of parenting that's gotten very popular, I think, yeah. where it's like kids are never supposed to have a free moment where they're not being enriched. Um, and or in um, working within an organ like an uh, a structure that's been organized for them right, by adults, right. That, right? That, that, I'm sort of that, that that's yeah. sort of what I'm saying by enriched, right? They're mm-hmm. they're at a regatta. They're they're taking uh, extra classes. They're taking this lesson, that lesson. You know, they're part of this team. They're traveling for this tournament right, or whatever. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. And uh, there isn't a, a weekend where you're literally that weekend. I'm just going over to the Joe's house and we're going to hang It doesn't out. seem to happen right? as much. That doesn't I happen mean, it does anymore. happen a little bit, but it doesn't. It's not. And it's not. Oh, to the extent it happens, it's seen as wasting time. Right. Yeah. Right. And and it's kind of like a guilty pleasure that they're allowed to, like, hang out with their friends. Usually it's online these days, like in a Discord or, you know, playing games oh, or whatever. God. Um, which is like, whatever. I mean, you know, yeah. I guess it's the modern equivalent of everyone sitting around the Trinitron playing NES, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like, uh, they, I, I guess I'm being an old man, old man, like, uh, you know, when you, when you, <laughs> old when man you, yells what, at cloud, old man yells at cloud. And then, <laughs> and then you like overly nostalgic for his own era. Hmm. You know, but there was just, I don't know. I felt like as latch, you guys were latchkey kids, I, I presume. Yes. Not, not quite as much as you guys, but we certainly had oh, a really? lot, you know. Okay. But your, your, your friends were, I, I gather. So, yeah. But I also was like, I, I would go home with my f- friends from school, you know, and then my parents would pick us up or something. Right. Like, or they'd come over. Yeah. Like we had a lot more self-organized kind of play. Yeah. Yeah. I we, definitely we did. And part of that was because I didn't like any of the classes that I could take or sports that I could participate in. I never wanted to stick with it. And I always made it very difficult for my parents to take me there without like me yelling and screaming. So eventually they they relented and just let me do my own thing. And everything was more peaceful since then. But that is something that I have noticed. I feel like, and you know, of course, coming from my own perspective, this could just be anecdotal, but I feel like that focus on activities and making sure that kids don't have an idle moment where they can make their own decisions about what they want to do is tied to larger economic and education pressures based on expectations yeah. of what life is going to be like for those kids as adults. And I think there was some consciousness of that on the part of my parents when I was growing up, but there wasn't nearly as much anxiety or worry surrounding it. Uh, I think my parents had more. I guess uh, they they weren't as fearful of my future if I wasn't constantly being occupied with something. And they knew a lot. When when did you grow up again? Like what year were you born? I was born in 89. 89. Okay. So So you were like like growing up like late 90s, early 2000s. Really? I I think I'm like the last generation of a lot of different You were 12 when 9-11 happened? Hmm? You were 12 years old when 9-11 happened? I was 12 years old. So, like, I don't know. I I feel like I come from a very unique age. And I guess the easiest way I could describe that is I feel like I am a member of the last generation to grow up knowing what it was like to not have the internet. Uh, Yeah, you're probably the last I myself uh, didn't access the internet until I was, like, nine. And that was at the library. And I didn't get internet at home until I was in eighth grade. So up until yeah. eighth grade, you know, I was drawing pictures, have the TV on in the background with no cable. Uh, after school, my parents worked. So I went to Latchkey and played floor hockey with foam hockey sticks and like played foosball and stuff like that with all the other kids with working parents. Uh, and it 
took time for the internet to take over the way it did. It wasn't like yeah. one day we got, you know, dial up AOL and our lives changed forever. I mean, exactly. it was pretty shitty for a while. Let's face it. It was, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like we were, it wasn't like, hey, AOL here is, let's start streaming movies. No. That didn't happen for, for, for a well, while. I, I, I would say the time where people really started using the internet so much where it became something they did when they had idle downtime was with smartphones around 2010. I think that's when it really crossed the threshold of, hey, this is a useful technology used for all kinds of stuff. Who knows what kind of potential it could have to becoming like, hey, this is just something that you do, something that you look at when you have three minutes of downtime. Yeah, I think it yeah. was the combination of the social media plus the, plus the app format of yeah. the smartphone app format of the social media the mobilization of it yeah. yeah where where basically like you were you were just a, like a walking poster yep and that it just created like posting culture like people just posting shit all the fucking time yeah i mean i guess but i was took a while that took a while it wasn't it like it wasn't like i said it wasn't like you know like you got the little free aol disc in the mail yeah like like every two <laughs> days one would show changed. up yeah. yeah and then our lives changed forever it did take I mean, if you, I remember I didn't get internet. I didn't get internet until I went to college, which was 96. Mm. I I didn't have internet at home. And for throughout college, I mean, even my, even though we had internet, it didn't really shape my social life the way it has now. Like, Mm. like 96 to 2000 internet was internet like 0.1 yeah. compared to what's going on yeah. now yeah like we didn't have i mean we didn't have even facebook or anything like that the internet was really big at dartmouth because dartmouth had one of yeah. the first sort of like campus-wide email um servers right or emails email services you guys probably had invites to facebook too because mm. you Ivy we did we did pretty yeah. early like we didn't but, we were excluded yeah, no, yes, you guys were. <laughs> it was Harvard only, and then it was Ivy League only. It was Ivy League, was, so we we were yeah. we were mercifully you were you were spared. spared from the early days of it. But even when Facebook became a thing, it wasn't it like, wasn't as big. It didn't like now. take over instantly, right? Yeah. Because it was, we, it was a way to stalk girls, wasn't it? I mean, uh, I mean, I honestly don't remember using it that much because we had our email wow. stuff, and then the internet and the email and stuff like that was was a way to get like music that you wanted right so like that was the days of like napster and stuff yeah and it was just a way just to it was a way to organize um your social life so you knew where you were going to go but your social life wasn't on online it was i'm using my email and maybe my facebook to like organize a party or a get together but that was it it was just logistics it wasn't um, i wasn't spending my life on there um, we didn't know that that was of, going to happen. No, I don't think anyone knew that was going to happen. But it, but it let's so let's swing happen. this around because it seems like this fertility rate seems to have created. I think there's another correlation mm-hmm. that 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 this uh, that this New York Times article is missing, which is that it seems to me that the fertility rate craters uh, cratering seems to be correlated with like online access because isn't South Korea like one of the most why are you like online societies society. the most connected right yeah. yeah i mean they they had they had like internet on like in their subway system or like yeah. cell phone service in their subway system decades before we did yeah and i gotta wonder if if online the access to sort of like online life is detrimental to family formation as well 
I think it's I think it's related to what you're saying where you can do so much or there's so much to do right in life. I think yeah. I think the internet culture or just video games too, right? You can be online and play video games right with other people. Um, yeah, I think that's an that's an aspect of it. Yeah, I feel sure. like it's a combination of very easy access and enough fulfillment from it for the particular time that you're using it in that moment where you're able to defer thinking about any sort of big long-term plans or aspirations because you're getting your satisfaction right then and there. Whereas I feel like without those distractions, you have a lot more mental bandwidth to dwell on things in yeah. the future. Well, it, I was thinking about this too because certainly life is expensive, right? I mean, one of the articles they talked about how it costs in America something like over $300,000 to raise one child mm -hmm. from birth to 17, right? So that that is, an, that is an obstacle, but kids have always been expensive. They've always been energy, you know, it takes a lot of effort to raise them. But I think there was... I think there was always like a, a pressure or it was just like a momentum of like, everyone's going to have a kid. And even though it was tough, that wasn't a reason not to have a child. Right. It was just sort of, you're going to have the child and all of these, all the, all the effort that it takes to raise a child is just sort of understood. And no, it, that didn't stop anyone. So I'm wondering like, what is it about modern life where people are sort of looking at the, not just the money, but the time, uh, and opportunity costs, right? Where you can't do all these things that you're talking about, teen, right? Um, where people are looking at that now and saying, you know what? I'm okay. I, I don't need that. I I'll just live my single life or or maybe even my married or, or uh, partnered life uh, and we'll just go about our lives. So I'm, I'm just wondering like if anyone, either one of you have an idea of like what has gotten people to sort of look at that and decide, you know, that's not for me. One thing I'll say about online culture, to answer your question, Adam. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say about online culture, it is not a very optimistic culture. That's uh, true. It's a very YOLO culture. It's a very, like, the world is fucked. It's, it's a doomer culture. Yes. And I think it has aspects of, like, YOLO, like, let's party it up now. Let's have, like, the ethic online seems to be, Let's let's just fucking go out in a in a blaze of glory. Let's just do all the crazy shit. Like just just upping, you know, like all the influencer culture seems to me to be all about this sort of hedonism in anticipation of some apocalypse. Yeah, the apocalypse. Am I wrong in seeing this? You guys see it too? I absolutely I don't know see if they I don't know if they consciously think it's no, 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 not consciously, but, it, it, but yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Like there's a, there, there, there is an underlying um, feeling that we have to live it up now because tomorrow may not come. Yeah. And I, yeah. that's a very yeah. online culture. It is. I Like people I know in real life are not that doomer. Yeah. But online is very fucking doomer. And I think that contributes to this feeling of like, why would I bring it? Why would I invest? Cause having children is an investment in the future. Yes. Yes. That's true. And so if you don't believe in the future, why would you make that investment? Yep. Yeah. And you know, Adam, when you brought up your question, you said, you know, what besides money 
would inform this sort yeah, of decision. Yeah, what besides money, what besides sort of like times are tough. I mean, times have been tough many, many, many times in history, right? This is but true. People continue to have kids, continue to do this stuff. So right? I, I mean, you know, it's it's obviously a complex combination of things. But I also feel like, uh, you know, with teens saying that online culture is more of a doomer culture and the people that he knows that uh, have pretty comfortable lives don't think in that same sort of way. I feel like the money question is always going to be tied to the the kids thing and the attitude and outlook toward the future of the world in the sense that when I look at the people that I read on Twitter, regardless of how smart or insightful I think they are, uh, I think a vast majority of them are decently educated, but vastly underemployed, vastly underpaid, and mm-hmm. they're in some sort of job that treats them and exploits them like absolute shit. So, but that's always been the case. That's my argument. That's always been the case. I think you know. I I think I agree. I I think two things in terms of even though conditions have stayed the same nature in that way, but the attitudes mm-hmm. or reactions toward it are different is one, like my generation, for example, at least a lot of people that I grew up around in a suburb, like they had nice ass shit, like mm-hmm. all the video game systems, they had pools, they had trampolines, cable TV, a lot of shit. Trampoline. You knew he had money when they had the trampoline. <laughs> above ground pools hell yeah Yeah. oh yeah i mean to me like that stuff was like oh my god you guys are millionaires i didn't have any of that shit i didn't get to go on vacations so like at least for me that informed like material stuff that you know informed Uh my aspirations but i imagine that growing up like that as a kid having your expectations set that that's sort of the norm if you uh go through the motions and work hard that that's what you can expect or better uh you know I, i guess the economic conditions and the distribution of wealth have only gotten tougher over the last 30 years. And I think also like because those kids were comfortable and because uh-huh. those kids participated in stuff like church and thought it was a pain in the ass, like mm. none of these people have any sort of uh, religious faith anymore. And mm. like for as much as my life experience has informed the opinion in me, that I don't really care about like a, a monotheistic higher power or something like that. Like during times like COVID, these mass scale disasters that require a large systemic response to help address the problem. <laughs> in 2021, I really could have used a God to believe in just so I could go about my daily business right. without being scared of fucking everything. Um, so I, I, I guess the two big things are expectations of what kind of wealth you could expect to make, like in the nineties uh-huh. and very early two thousands, right? Or I'd say the cutoff was probably around like the times the war started. Uh, so probably around like oh, 2002 mean, like... and then from 2008 okay. on things got completely fucked and you know, n- no one's really believing in God or some sort of religion anymore that gives them a sense of faith and optimism in clearly uncertain and dark times. So as well as, as well as community. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I religion that's... in my experience has been way more about the church itself than the doctrine. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, and so I, the I think of community churches, and I yeah. think of just a, a greater sense of certainty that helps to stave off like existential fears. 
Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I'm not arguing that there hasn't been a paradigm shift, right? I'm not arguing that, that, that there hasn't been a change. I'm just wondering, what is it? And maybe you're right. Maybe I think maybe it's the, the, the lowering of overall levels of faith and maybe also the degree that people believe, right? Because I think when you look at the statistics, uh, the number or the percentage of people in America, at least, that say they're religious is fairly steady. Yeah, say like around 80% at all times. But I think maybe the degree, like if they're trying to measure sort of like the seriousness of that person's faith, yeah. maybe that's that's gone down. Yeah, and how do you even maybe measure that's that magnitude? Reason so. why? I'm not sure, but I'm not very religious, so I can't, I can't sort of speak to that. But... and. I'm a little more skeptical about your reason about like maybe the expectations of wealth and maybe people looking at it and say, well, I'm definitely not going to be able to to have the same level of wealth as what I grew up with so that I'm not going to have a kid. I, I I don't know if I think that that's as much of a thing that the religious faith thing, might, it might, might be something. Well, well, also, we're not really necessarily talking about people not having kids. It's also right. people n- having less kids. That's true. Yes. That's Fewer the other kids. thing. Fewer right? kids. That's right. So yeah. if we want to get to 2.1, sounds like everyone pretty much has to have two yeah and then we need like one out of every 10 to have a third right. as insurance <laughs> right that's that's replacement some rate, people right? have yeah. to like four or five like someone's gonna know. have to have a third just in case you know yeah something happens you know? <laughs> that was that was the the most darkly dark that was the darkest part of one of the articles they're like why is it 2.1 not yeah two? Well, like, well, shit happens. Die, you know <laughs> is insurance did right <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, that's basically what we need to get to. But the pro- the problem isn't that we're hitting zero. I think the problem yeah. is that you know a lot of people are only having two, and then right. instead of that third one, that that tenth one having three, right? It's like numbers, you know, ten through twenty, or sorry, numbers five through ten are only having only one. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or shit, everyone's only having one. You know, or two thirds of people are having one kid, and then some fucking like, three people yeah. aren't having any. Right. Yep. And part of that has to do, I think, with both costs. I mean, it is really expensive to have a third kid. Um, but also uh, age. People are having kids later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, it's having three kids seems unreasonable when you had your first kid at 35. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to schedule that third one in, you know, if yeah. you had your first kid at 25, it's much easier to, to you know, and I know so many people who are like, skeptical of having children but then after the first one they're like man i want another one and then after the second one they even they wanted a third one even more you know like the they loved having kids but time got in the way so they settled with two when they would have loved three or four and i do know i do know several uh people who got kids had kids early and they had four or five kids rare but it happens it still happens well, it these days I mean, well, it depends on the community but there's some yeah. communities that still have like the same fertility and they're not they probably the had for hundreds of years the and they're ones. not in the poor no they're not the poor ones yeah and they're not in the poor house no you know what i mean yeah. like it's cheaper by the dozen from what i understand right so they're you probably get, just you do wearing. get more you do <laughs> yeah. get more support yeah you, it's cheaper by the dozen in the sense i think you get like economies of scale um yeah. you know you just wear your big brother's clothing <laughs> <laughs> my net, my my youngest nephew is. He just yeah. complains that he doesn't have any new clothes because he just wears his older brother's clothes. And I'm like, that's the way it is. We're man. trying to survive, man. <laughs> this is what you have to do. Do it for the family. If one of the kids gets sick, you just ask for like a triple prescription, just in case. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. But take one for the parent, one for the kid, and one just in case. 
Yeah, I mean, I think another part of it is really just having less kids rather than having no kids. Yes. Um, So Max, I mean, really typical Max is two. And I'm seeing more and more couples have one kid because their first kid they've had it. They've had them in late 30s or even early 40s. Yeah. There's really it's really hard to get that second. Well, modern. Yeah, I I, I think modern society has changed. That's a huge change. In, the, first, the, the age of the first one. Age of the parents first. had me at 35, and they were like, dude, we did, we were done. We didn't think we were going to have another kid. Yeah. Fucking 35. <laughs> I'm like, that's when most people have their first kid. Yeah. My sister's nine years older than me. Yeah. Wow. So they were like, yeah, you're just a complete fucking mistake. <laughs> accident. Accident. Not mistake. Accident. Accident. Not you're a mistake for a while, but now you're now, now <laughs> not used to just it. a mere accident. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think society has changed a lot. Um, and probably in the last even just 50 years, 60 years, let alone since the industrial revolution, right? Cause the industrial revolution came around and I still think kids were, people were having a lot of children, right? It wasn't like suddenly you work in the factory, you go from like the farm to work in a factory and now you only have like two kids. Like people were having a lot of kids still. Um, but you know, I think in the last 60 years, uh, it's that's, I'm, I venture to guess it's probably 50, 60 years. It, it, it's changed even since then. Um, yeah, I mean, because the, the amount of investment you've got to put into your kids in order for them to maintain, you know, the lifestyle and and status that... I mean, every parent has a minimum, like, status requirement for their children. Yeah. Nobody wants their kid to, like, drift downwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nobody wants their kid to be a, some, a vagrant... Nobody wants their kid to like live in the basement forever or whatever. They want their kid to be successful. And the amount of investment that goes into that these days is just really fucking high. And everyone, capitalism knows it. Mm -hmm. The school systems know it. Your boss knows it. Yeah. Your employer knows it. Everyone knows it. it. So they take advantage of it by charging you up the ass. I mean, have you seen Mm -hmm. college tuitions? Like, it's fucking insane. I'm like... $70,000 $70,000 annual tuition? Well, the fuck, you, man? You can pay $20,000 to go to a preschool. Come on. The I fuck? Mean, it starts, yeah, it starts from, like, birth. Should be you know outlawed. I mean? Like, when, when, a, when a stroller is $1,000, like, come on now. Like, Let's face it. If society cares about this shit, I think we need some major, major fucking transformations. In, we do. We in do. Our Absolutely. Economic but, I, but I also think it's not just that um, I think it's that it, it, it takes longer for a, an, a, a person to become sort of self-sufficient economically in our culture, right? Like in our society now, you, you can't just be like 18 or 20 and then now be like ready to have a family. Like you're not even, you probably haven't even met someone that you can become in a relationship with to have a family, you know, like yeah. people aren't, aren't getting to a point of stability in their lives just from a, a an emotional standpoint until like their late 20s let alone financially so like, and it's and as you as we all know it's not like so, it's just one gate that once you get through that gate you're fine no. like oh if i get into college i'm fine or nope. if i get into grad school i'm fine it's a continual never ending fucking series of gates that you got to keep getting through it's just like boom 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 Maintain. you got to keep running and it's coming after you you're like indiana jones with the fucking uh, boulder yeah. running after you it's yeah. not one gatekeep it's not like the fucking chinese civil service exam of your 
And then no. once you you're in, then I'm just like a fucking uh, noble, a nobleman walking no. around with my, you know, twirling my chi balls or whatever <laughs> and making mandates. And, you know, no, that's not how it is. No. It's a fucking nonstop pressure cooker. Yeah. You know, um, at least that's how I experienced. I, I had a very high pressure sort of trajectory early on. I'm going back to the high pressure trajectory, but like, um, I don't know how you guys feel, but like, okay, I, 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 there's another level of seriousness about this topic for which I am engaged. It's not merely just me saying like, oh, I want just childish fun. I don't give a shit. But like, I mean, I, I would take the, I, I, I think about it this way. Like, um, I do feel that people have kids selfishly sometimes. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they having kids because they think it'll address something about their own life. And I've always been of the belief that kids should There's be a lot happy. They should be happy accidents. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't have this kid to fulfill some uh, thing in my life. Okay, I, I had this kid because I was fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> happy accident. Uh, it to me is the ideal because uh, you know people should not be some means to someone else's uh, end. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, but see, we're all well past that point because we all. You know, we're all careful. We're all every, you mm-hmm. know, all, all all sex is protected now. Um, there's no happy accidents anymore unless you're tr- unless. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like I saw I was at this restaurant. I was at a fall restaurant and there was these two girls, you know, sort of like maybe late 20s. Yeah. Friends. They were talking, you know, kind of loud. I was overhearing. And one of them said was talking about this guy that she was dating and she was dating him kind of seriously. And she was basically telling her friend, like, this guy's it. This guy's it for me. And she said, and the thing about this great is he doesn't necessarily want kids either. Just like me. You know how mm-hmm. what I've said. You know, to me, yeah. I was like, I don't really necessarily want to have kids. But if it happens, well, that'd be cool, too. And I'm like, 150% they're going to have kids. There's no oh, way. Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely how they're you have kids. They're not using condoms. She's not on the pill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's what I'm saying is like uh, you're you're sort of walking backwards into having kids by pulling the goalie and saying. <laughs> it's almost, yeah. It's, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? So oh, the goalie, you know, they don't put another skater on the ice. Yeah. And they're just we, sort of letting it ride. Yeah, we we have intercourse to completion, just as you would have in, uh, in the as we've days. learned since in age thirteen is uh, or six. Yeah, that's how you lead to pregnancy. Now, we're gonna do that every day. Now, if it just so happens that that leads to us having children, that'd be cool too. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. It's like you what guys saying, want kids. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's just walking backwards into the choice. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's probably how it happened a lot of times back in the no, day. I'm saying, like, I think that is an indication that yeah. people still kind of believe that kids should be a happy accident. You know, yeah. you shouldn't like overly plan it or whatever. Right. Right. But um, uh, what world was I trying to say with this? Oh, for me, the level of seriousness of which I take this is to be like, yo, look, man, I don't know how you all feel, but my life, I don't necessarily think I'd want to live it again. Not this particular life. I might take a gamble and say, like, let's try another let's try another thing. This one, there's a lot of boredom. There's a lot of stress. <laughs> I could think of a better life than the one I had. Okay. I'm glad I got through it the way I have so far. I give myself high grades in some areas, low grades in others, or whatever. But fundamentally, what I'm saying is 
if I knew that this was the path that was before me, mm-hmm. I'd rather just be like, let's just wait it out for another era. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is not the era I want to come into. Okay, it's bleak. Uh, I'm sorry to say. I know this is this is not consistent with what I was saying. Is that life is very fun? Uh, there's, I say, I'm saying life has a lot of distractions and entertainments. Yes, but I would not call it the most fulfilling and wonderful, you know, like sort of human existence that there is. Meaning, I don't necessarily would like want to create a life that's like something like I put all my love and invest myself into just so they would have to go through all this shit again. <laughs> Cause I look at the path ahead of children these days and I'm like, dude, okay. Number one, that's a lot. It's a lot. Number two, I don't trust any of your peers. Mm-hmm. I don't trust what sort of fucking society your peers are going to build. Mm. I don't want to be in the boat with those people <laughs> and I can't help you because I'm too yeah. old to help you. I'm too powerless to help you. So if I have a kid, I'm like, you're, you're, you know, and my dad told me this too. He was like, you basically raise your kid to a certain age and then you put them in a little boat, you take them out to sea and you kick them out. You just sort of like push them out and be like, good luck. And I'm like, shit. Um, ooh, I don't like their chances. You know what I mean? Is that, that's some doomer shit, but <laughs> that's my, that's my view on it. It's just a little, it'd be a lot to go through, right? Like it if is, you're a baby right is. now. Um, so, Especially since I don't have like a load of fucking, you know, I don't have like generational wealth to keep them to keep them afloat forever. Right. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, and it, but this goes back to my previous questions: like, what's changed in how people are thinking where they're making that decision? Because I think that there have been other times in human history that it's worse. That look is even worse than it is. Yeah, and yet they had babies. They had babies. Yeah. Right. Like they had to have babies. Like through World War II. They're like, fuck it, we're having more babies during the, <laughs> right after that yeah, shit. During the plague, and they had I a mean, population explosion. Yeah, I mean, during during the the bubonic plague and all these other things, right? Like, um, we and and just disasters and things we never even heard of, right? Because of just, I think human population has gone up and down, up and down for all of human history, right? So, like, I'm, I I understand what you're saying, teen. That like, you know, in the position that we're on. We're we're in right now. Maybe just just the three of us, right? We we're looking out and we're like, would I want to be born today and and live my life now? I, I, it's not a slam dunk of like yes, right? There, my answer is still probably yes, but like it's not a slam dunk, right? But there were a lot of points in history that were worse. So, but people were just doing it, right? And I think I, I hate to continue to go back to like, well society has changed but i think like that so much there's so much technology these days right where a huge a, a very very small percentage of people are responsible for all the food that we eat right before you needed to do it yourself or like there are a lot more people were involved right so people had kids to do that right um building like houses and 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 making clothes and all that stuff. A lot fewer people are needed to do, you know, to clothe ourselves and to put, you know, a roof over our heads. Right. Yeah. Than before. Right. So I think there are a lot of external, like to sort of just take the technology has sort of taken a lot of the need away, just like the nuts and bolts need of having human bodies to do functions, you know, in society. Um, 
So I think what's so your fundamental question is like why now? Yeah, why now? Why why what, now? What's so special about this moment? Yeah, that are that this that suddenly the will to reproduce and have families has collapsed. Right. What right. what? But when when everything that we're pointing to, probably conditions were way worse in other eras. Right. Yeah. People weren't think. People just. I don't know how many people were were thinking the way like the way we are like the, the way we are weighing the you know, pros and cons of like pro of having children and the con it was just sort of like i would say yeah adam i think the answer to that my i'm i'm just like venturing an answer i'm not saying that sure yeah i mean i don't have an answer i'm just asking a question i'm venturing that the problem is not material conditions per se i'm not saying that i'm worried that i'm gonna have a kid and that kid's gonna starve to death that's not my fear that's not my worry uh my problem is and it's not that the child that my kid would suffer my hypothetical kid that i'm not going to have is going to suffer okay uh in the sense of like for you know being drafted into some awful war and dying on some fucking beach getting you know that's not my fear right right uh i think it has more to do with um just this very strange feeling that i feel uh, i've been thinking about this a lot more everyone is in the wrong place Everything's misplaced. Mm. Mm. Everybody is not in the place that they're really supposed to be. Everything is just misplaced. And uh, mm. the, the, there's many reasons for that. Um, but almost none of us are where we were in some sense intended to be, right? Like, or we've all been shuffled around, moved around sort of by processes beyond our own control. I mean, both geographically and social everything awkward what quite yeah and we do the best we can to make home out of where we are but fundamentally speaking and some of them some of us do a better job of adapting than others and i mean i think i can adapt to an extent but like deep down i still believe i'm like this is i'm not really rooted like here like this is Hmm. i'm not really settled and set up a homestead where i'm like boom this is my place and i'm gonna have some kids here Right, I'm gonna raise a family. Like that, that feeling I think is what leads to having a family. Is like this is home. This is mm-hmm. like right. it. This is my soil. And there's no community even to root that to because there are a lot of human societies that migrated seasonally, right? So they didn't really like yeah. just stay one geographic. Yeah, like my place. tenants, as my tenants association right. does not fill that gap. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. And 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 as many friends as I as we do have now, like as connected yeah. as we are, and and the, you know all the friends we've met online or whatever, it's not the same no, sense not. of like physical community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it like, and there's any number of like political thought, I theories as to why this has happened. Marxist theories or whatever. I choose not to talk about that because I don't really care about that right now, but right. I am saying that the, the phenomenon of this very, very like, deep structural alienation from like having feeling like a stake in the ground like this is my Mm -hmm. like here is us doesn't exist and so i'm not feeling like there's earth for me to populate if that makes sense i think and i think that might be kind of new i i think that's the main reason now that Mm -hmm. now that you've mentioned it Mm -hmm. um i think that's the main reason if people even if people can't put a finger on it i i i mean i think, I think real estate it. prices is I one of the big problems it. too well i mean well that's contributing to people not yeah. being able to have a home where they can literally be like 
because, I put all my money into this thing, and I'm yeah. Because the now. mid-century population boom, yeah. I think, had a lot to do with this idea that a lot of American middle class was like, "Here yeah. is me. This is my yeah. plot in suburbia. This is right. mine. This is our kingdom. This plot of name has my last name on it, and my our family kids, name. And my kids will have and my it. Kids, and their yeah. kids, yeah, yeah." Which is why I think the U.S. still fertility rate 1.66 is still higher than a hyper-urbanized place like Seoul. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, it's really hard to put your stake in the ground in a condo. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels better to have some land, you know? It does. Yeah. Um, and uh, that might seem like a weird, a weirdly specific answer, but I think it's a weirdly specific problem. That, it is, yeah. that people people like to have some territory, don't you think? Something, something, some and, and and even if they can't homestead. have their own patch of land, it, a community that's in a geographical area, right? Yeah. And so, even if you as as an individual or as a family lives in an apartment building and has your own sort of condo space or apartment space, your community is in that building with you, or in and in this town with you right and all the buildings and all the infrastructure around you is your community there's none of that there's very little of that and whatever you know and there are enclaves that are like that and there are smaller communities very specific communities that are like that but it is very it's that's the vast minority of groups now um, yeah and, the, and just the know. way i mean if you think about life like the 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 chances like the What's the word? Um, like the entropy, you know, in the system. Yeah. Where like how far you'll probably stray in distance and in other forms of dis, like physical distance and in other forms of distance from where you, from what you consider home, very high. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if you guys had this feeling, but like I was like after college. I felt like I just got hoovered up into some fucking system that I didn't understand. I was doing shit I didn't understand. I had a boss that was telling me things I didn't get why I had to do this. I knew what I had to do, but I didn't know why. I was I just, all I knew was just like this is the direction and then but there was no um I didn't really have a clear grasp on what kind of path I was taking. And I suspect that a lot of people either felt that way or lied to themselves and, and <laughs> thought that they knew. How about you, Kyle? Did, did you feel that way? Absolutely, yes. This is the end of part one of this week's episode. As usual, part two is on our Patreon feed. Mm-hmm.